Episode 3.1 The Scandal of God's Absence Hello folks, this is Deacon Harvey. Welcome you to an abbreviated version of The Hidden Bible. During the month of August, I took some weeks off to return to the mothership, also known as the beaches of Puerto Rico, to recharge and relax. It was my intention to produce episode 3 of the podcast right after I returned from vacation. But before I disappeared again for the better part of September on a pilgrimage to the ancient city of Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. Sadly, time overtook me, so I was only able to produce the first half of the podcast. Rather than making you wait until almost October, I decided to post this abbreviated version of the Hidden Bible. My hope is to produce the second half when I return. Until then, Viva Cristo Rey! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, we have a full house tonight in the studio. In fact, we have so many people that we have to send some away. Let me welcome you to The Hidden Bible, the podcast about the <clears throat> less quoted passages of the Bible. As always, I am your host, Deacon Harvey, coming to you fresh, relaxed, and ready after spending a couple of weeks lying under the Caribbean sun. I hope you are having a great second half of the summer. Before we continue today, there are a couple of announcements I would like to make. First, The Hidden Bible has a new website. The address is www.thehiddenbiblepodcast.com In here, you will be able to subscribe to our RSS feed, download episodes, and look at the show notes. I invite you to take a look and leave a comment to let me know what do you think about the podcast. Also, I should let you know that during the month of September, I will be on a pilgrimage to the city of Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. So most likely, the next episode of The Hidden Bible will not come out until late October. Lastly, if you would like to join our Facebook page, just do a Facebook search for The Hidden Bible Podcast to keep informed of the latest events of The Hidden Bible, or just start a conversation. I also invite you to visit my personal page at www.deaconharvey.com or drop me a note at thehiddenbible@gmail.com or my personal email address deaconharvey@yahoo.com. Okay? With all that out of the way, on with the show. In our last episode, we addressed the question of the inerrancy of the Bible and explained how the vast majority of believers and are comfortable with the idea that although not a perfect work, the Bible is indeed the inerrant, meaning without error, word of God. 
Christians understand that this inerrancy is maintained when the Bible presents those things which are necessary to believe in order to attain eternal salvation. However, inerrancy does not extend to issues such as names of places, dates, historical events, and the like, if these have no bearing in what God is intending to reveal. This is why believers are quite comfortable with stories about giants, talking animals, and even mythical monsters, since they are just the means by which the writers communicate a message, and not the message itself. Today we will try to answer another objection raised by non-believers. Why, if God is so powerful, his word is so difficult to understand? Wouldn't it make sense that an all-powerful God would have enough power to reveal his will in a perfect way? Why did God have to resort to a work such as the Bible, which, because of the many reasons we just explore, it is much less than perfect? If you have ever asked these questions to yourself, you are not alone. Many people have thought about this too. This is what theologian John F. Hogg, in his fantastic little book entitled what is God, how to think about the divine, calls the scandal of God's hiddenness. In short, one gets the impression that God is trying very hard to remain hidden. There is much we could say here, but since this is a podcast about the Bible, I will limit my comments in the area of God's hiddenness in the Bible. The key to get an answer to these questions is in the way we normally think about God. Most people think about God as a subject. What do I mean? They think of God as a person, as a father, as an image of Jesus of Nazareth, speaking, healing, preaching. For then, God is just a much bigger and powerful version of of ourselves. But to understand God's attempts at communicating in the Bible, we have to think about God as an object, as a transcendent being beyond any of our understanding and anything we can experience in nature. In fact, even when we say that the Bible is the Word of God, we are explicitly speaking about God as a subject with a unique voice. But if we look at what is being written in the Bible, we see that the vast majority of what is said is said by people encountering not God as a subject, but God as an object. The mysterious, omnipotent, omnipresent, infinitely knowledgeable being. The being that Moses described as fire burning in a bush without consuming it. God is an object, if we could call God like this, unlike anything we can experience. 
What we read in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, are attempts of ancient people to describe an encounter with such a being. Of course, they will have trouble trying to express in words what cannot be expressed. I will venture to say that after 6,000 years, since the very first encounters with this divine transcendent being, we are still not equipped to express with words these types of encounters. And here I am reminded of the sci-fi movie Contact, in which the main character, after being transported to a new planet, is so overwhelmed by this experience that she declares, the Shuv has sent a poet, since she has no words to describing what she's experiencing. I included a link to a clip of this part of the movie, since it is one of my favorite scenes in this flick. In short, the reason why God is hidden in the Bible is because we are not equipped to find him. The Bible could be described in many ways, but for the sake of this discussion, we could say that the Bible is nothing more and nothing else than just a collection of narratives about different encounters with this being. Now, this description implies something very important. This being, in its divine hiddenness, has throughout history attempted to reveal himself to us. Christians have a word for these attempts. We call it divine revelation. And we believe this revelation, which started in the beginning of our history, still happens today. So, in our next podcast, we will take a look at this process of revelation. Now, I would like to move to a segment I like to call 